Welcome back, guys. This is episode four of the Dual Sense podcast. I'm Jason, one of your co-hosts. I'm joined by Travis. Travis, how's it going? It's going. Uh, it's going all right. Today's been, or this week has been a little long. I've been a little nihilistic lately. I'll try not well, to. I'll try not to drag down the pod. Good. We don't need that because I think we're going to have a pretty good episode. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think it's going to be another step forward for us. Another banger. Another banger. I've got my belly full. I've got some food. (laughs) I know you've got your belly full. Yep. Got a big old cow. What what that means though, is that you're going to probably be a little flatulent and uh, I'm going to have to edit that out later, but that's okay. (laughs) I'll do the best I can, but I've got to say this. I've got, I do have to get something off my chest though before we get started, because I've been a little I've been a little upset for a couple of days, and uh, I need I need to get this out there. So, a couple of nights ago, you and I were playing Call uh-huh. of Duty. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is I'm gonna drag you in front of everybody. <laughs> we were playing Call of Duty, and uh, we weren't having a great, a particularly great time. Would you say? Oh yeah, it wasn't a good night. No, it it wasn't a good night. So we decided, or maybe I decided, I don't remember, but I decided that we would we'd mix it up and we'd play something else. And uh, so I suggested that we play some Hunt Showdown, and to which you agreed. So I closed the game out and I uh, Call of Duty, I mean, and I launched the Hunt Showdown. And a couple minutes go by and I'd say something, say something to you like, you know, where are you at or whatever. And <laughs> you proceed to tell me that, uh, you go, uh, it looks like I don't have the game installed. <laughs> what? And I was just dumbfounded. And it, now granted, we haven't played the game in about four weeks because we, we started to play Dying Light and, uh, you know, we've been playing COD and stuff like that. So we've gotten away from it a little bit. I, I'll give you that. However, you, I asked you, I said, how much room do you have free on your hard drive? And you told me that you have about 600 gigs free. <laughs> uh-huh. To which I said, what are you saving it for? And you said that you don't like clutter on your PlayStation, which That's I correct. also, I also do not like clutter on my PlayStation. I understand that. It does not blank but bring you, pleasure when it is cluttered. But let me tell you something. You can't take that 600 gigs with you. To the grave. <laughs> or to so the PS5. Or to the PS5. So you've got to use it for something. So I just, I was hurt. I'm finally over it. Uh, maybe you've re-downloaded it. I don't know. You're, you're, you're a cryptic guy, so I never know. I don't, I don't know if you've re-downloaded it or not. But <sighs> I just, I thought we were a band of brothers. Mm-hmm. I thought we, were in, thought we were in this together. And then, lo and behold, you just put a knife in my back like that. In my defense, I had to make space for the eight gigabyte update on Ghost of Tsushima on day oh, one. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> well, with that said, why don't you uh, tell us what games you've been playing this past week, other than Hunt Showdown, because we know you haven't been playing that. <laughs> um, well, we played been playing a lot of gun game on COD, and mm-hmm. I did. Okay, so I finally got to the point where I'm decent at it again, which is awesome, and. I came, what, top three at least three times, which we don't play a whole lot. So, you know, if I sit down and played it for 10 hours one day, I'm sure I could come in the top three 20 times. But anyway, um, I was one kill away from winning 
and I was running around with the baton sticks, and mm. I was just slashing dudes. I mean, I killed like three or four guys, and I couldn't figure out why I wasn't winning. And you have to throwing knife a guy, and it never occurred to me to just throw the throwing knife. <laughs> I remember this, and I was pissed when I lost. You were just you're smacking everybody. I was beating the crap out of people with those sticks, though. Yes, you were. What else have you been playing? Anything besides not figuring out how to play gun game? Yeah, I played something else and I can't remember what it was. That's how good it was. <laughs> That's how much fun I had, but I couldn't tell you what it was now off the top of my head. Good. Well, I've I've been playing Modern Warfare also. Um, Red Dead online, of course, still every day. No update again this week. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, all the clothing's free, though. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hot update. Yeah. I've also been playing The Last of Us 2, played um, a little bit over the weekend, and I uh, haven't played a whole lot this week, but I've got to I've got to dig in this weekend and get it, get it done because I'm forcing myself to finish it because I'll tell you what I did. I went ahead and listed the game on eBay mm-hmm. before, so it's for sale. It's out there. It's on auction, and I've got to get it finished before it sells, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's ready to go. <laughs> So I can ship it out. That's so a good I'm, way to I'm, make yourself finish something, though. Right? Exactly. So uh, that's that's all I've been pretty much playing this week. We did we did not we did not play any Dying Light this week. No. Um, Speaking of, of Band of Brothers leaving us, that's all. That's uh, way worse than yeah. It is. I will say it's there. It's much more egregious, arguably, what they've done to us <laughs> by abandoning. By abandoning us on Dying Light mm-hmm. and just games in general, so oh, we did play a little NHL, didn't we? On like Monday or Sunday, um, uh, it's we, possible we made it to the finals and lost, and we all yelled at the TV. I think it's possible it all blends in. Yeah, it does blend in. Hard for the course though on that game. Well, it's time for us to get into the news, and it is quite a hefty news week, you might say. Number one, Sony acquired a minority stake this week in Epic Games for $250 million. It was announced on Thursday. The two companies released a joint statement saying, quote, Sony Corporation and Epic Games are pleased to announce that Sony has agreed to make a strategic investment of $250 million to acquire a minority interest in Epic through a wholly owned subsidiary of Sony. The investment cements an already close relationship between the two companies and reinforces the shared mission to advance the state of the art in technology, entertainment, and socially connected online services, end quote. This minority ownership deal could mean a number of things for the two companies, but it is certain that they will continue to collaborate closely on game engine software developments and will seemingly grow their partnership into PC game releases on the Epic Game Store front at some point, as well as utilizing Epic's Unreal Engine technology in Sony film and television production. And off the back of this news, we found out today through a report from Bloomberg that Chinese company Tencent and Hong Kong-based Leiyu Technologies, which we talked about last week that Sony was in conversation with Leiyu to possibly buy them. But we found out today that Tencent and Leiyu have entered into three months of exclusive talks for Tencent to purchase the company. This essentially confirms that Sony is out of the running to purchase Leiyu, unless for some reason the deal falls apart. So, a couple of big financial tidbits from Sony there. What uh, what do you think about them throwing $250 million at Epic? Not that that's 
250 million is is a lot of money i realize that but would mm-hmm. you agree that that's kind of less than i would have expected them to pay to have a stake in epic games definitely it's it's weird because they were going i think with the lay you deal it was rumored that that would be about a 1 billion dollar right. deal i think maybe yeah, yeah. it was a lot so more they, than that yeah so they turn around and throw 250 million mm-hmm. at epic and that I saw earlier today that that's only that comes out to be a 1.4% stake which is in the company nothing it's hardly anything yeah what i think this means is from what i can tell from social media that this is going to be kind of just a way to like a foot in the door yeah foot in the door to keep the relationship really positive and sweet and i think that sony might have more of an interest on the film and television side of things I think as that's far pretty as pretty interesting. Yeah. So for instance, like the Mandalorian TV show yeah. uses Unreal Engine, which Epic um which Epic created mm-hmm. and which is an it's a, is an Epic engine and they use Unreal Engine on that show for like the CGI stuff, but it's really advanced. Did you mean the double pun on an Epic engine? Uh did I say Epic? You said that you engine? said it was an Epic engine. I didn't know if you meant it was amazing or they owned it or both. Oh, no, it's the Unreal Engine. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. (laughs) So Epic makes the Unreal Engine. So anyway, they use the Unreal Engine on the Mandalorian show. And I think um, John Favreau has used it on one of the Iron Man movies or something like that. Yeah, it sounds right. So it it gets used in film quite a bit. So I'm almost wondering if this is a way to get in bed on that side of things more so than than video games. That's my presumption. but yeah, but it says technology, entertainment, entertainment, and socially connected online services. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. What are the first two games you think of when you think of Epic Gaming? Gears of War. Yeah. And Fortnite. Oh, that's okay. All right, those are two two of my top three. My other one is Unreal Tournament. Ah, oh, see, and, I never, I never was an Unreal oh, Tournament. Right. Guy. Okay, so in high school, no. I took a uh, web design class, and we basically played Unreal Tournament for six months. That's all we did, and it was fucking awesome. It is. (laughs) Did you? It was a blast. So you learned quite a bit from what I've seen of of it. It's very much like it looks like Gears, right? Like it's got that kind of yeah, yeah, like that kind of feel to it. It's it's not as I don't know if I'd use the word refined, but I don't remember feeling like I was on a bubble as much as I do on Gears. On Gears, sometimes if that makes sense, like I feel like I'm on a bubble i don't know how a better way to ex- explain it because i felt like that sometimes on some of the older battlefields like when i would run it felt kind of like i was like a, my, my camber was one way or the other um mm-hmm. but no we crushed unreal tournament and it might have been just awesome because i was you know in school playing playing a first person shooter i'm not really 100 percent sure it's kind of an upgrade from oregon trail you mean <laughs> it was great i think listen it was a great land game Number two, the rumors of an upcoming Far Cry 6 are now confirmed to be true. On Friday, the game leaked onto the PlayStation Store with game art that features new antagonist, Breaking Bad's Giancarlo Esposito, standing behind a young child with his hands on the child's shoulders. The store listing also revealed that the game will launch on February 18th, 2021. The game summary was also part of the listing and goes on to read, quote, Welcome to Yara, a tropical paradise frozen in time. As the dictator of Yara, Anton Castillo, 
Esposito's character, is intent on restoring his nation back to its former glory by any means, with his son, Diego, following in his bloody footsteps. Their ruthless oppression has ignited a revolution. He goes on to say that you will play as Danny Rojas, a local guerrilla fighter, in the largest Far Cry playground to date. End quote. Interestingly, the store listing, which is for the PS4 Digital Standard Edition of the game, states that owners of that edition will be able to upgrade to the PS5 equivalent version of the game when it, comes, when it becomes available, which seems to indicate that the game will not be available on PS5 at launch in February. The Far Cry Twitter account has since acknowledged the game, posting a 12-second teaser of Esposito's villain character, which we now know as Anton Castillo, and says that more info will be revealed at Ubisoft Forward on July the 12th, this Sunday. So, there's a lot to unpack there. What do you think about all that? I'm stoked. Uh, you know my affinity for Far Cry. We had a blast on the co-op, yeah. and I'm sure we'll have a blast on this co-op. I think I beat the last one. Me and you beat it once, and I think I might have beat it with John also. I think I played through twice, and it's it's a blast. It has the best glitches. It has uh, the best character writing. It's so much fun <laughs> to listen to the dialogue. I actually... You know, I usually hate that stuff. You always make fun of me for wanting to skip cutscenes, especially after I've seen them once. Mm-hmm. I love to take something that, mm-hmm. you know, an artist has spent weeks and months on developing and just hitting, holding circle and skipping it. It must be great for them. Herc was one of the best supporting <laughs> NPC characters Hilarious. in a video game ever. Socially incorrect. Earth. He's one of the funniest characters in a video game ever. Hilarious. So we know that Giancarlo Esposito is going to be in this game. That's that's and huge. this is kind that's of the thing. They get these these known actors to play kind of the villain or, or one of the main characters. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's got the, so they've got the Breaking Bad connection now. So <laughs> between him and um, I, uh, I want to call yeah. him Nacho. Varga, but I can't, um, yeah, Michael, Michael Mando, Mondo, however you say his name. But I think one of the things I want to point out here is that the store listing is seeming to indicate that the game's not going to be on PS5 at launch in February. Do you think that's, I mean, that's February the 18th, that's going to be four months after the launch of the console. Do you think that's yes and no? My initial reaction was yes, because it just seems like that would be the obvious thing to do. Um, as you know, at least part of your customer base won't have both systems at that point. But on the other hand, I can see the logic. Like, you know, they've been working on this game for years. And when they started working on it, they probably didn't have a PS5 prototype or any kind of system information to kind of plan for. So you could make the argument that yeah. it makes sense that they're not ready for it. Is four months enough time to flip a PS4 and upgrade it for the PS5? I don't know. Maybe not. It just seems kind of odd to me. Like you would, you would assume that a game that's going to come out in that time frame, like sure, it's going to be on PS4, I guess. But like, if it's not like you're saying, okay, the game's coming out in November, we're not going to have it ready because that's also when the PS5 launches. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's four months after. Like that just seems kind of odd to me. And maybe that's, and of course, this is this is a leak, right? So this maybe that's not final. Maybe that's maybe it's changed since that yeah. got submitted to PlayStation. I don't I don't know, but I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't I wouldn't think it would be that yeah. far off base to have been on the PlayStation. Maybe on store, Sunday so. they might come out and say, you know, maybe it was misquoted or maybe they were misinterpreted and they will be ready on both. Maybe by launch they just met in November. Right. But 
you know, why would they word it like that? Yeah. I haven't heard, I mean, the weird thing is, is that I have not seen any conversation today about that part of it on social media or anything, as far as people finding it odd that the game's going to come out in February, but it's, but the PS5 version's not going to be going to be ready. Like no one has said anything about that. And I just think that's so weird, but maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm the one that's off base. I don't know. So I guess, I guess we'll find out more on Sunday. Number three, in an exchange with a fan on Twitter, Eurogamer news editor Tom Phillips said that Sony still has more PS5 games to show this year. In a series of tweets, quote, looking forward to Xbox and a reminder PlayStation plans to fire back in a state of play soon after, end quote. When a fan asked what the scope of the August state of play event that Sony is planning would be, Phillips replied, quote, Sony has first and third party stuff still to announce. Feels like it has quite smartly held some stuff back, end quote. What do you think about it? Yeah, right? What do you think? Well, I was stoked when he said first party. Um, Third Mm -hmm. party stuff, of course, they're probably going to have more third party stuff than I'll ever know about. Both systems will probably have more third party than I've ever heard of. First party stuff, see, that gets me excited because that could be, my brain goes everywhere. Who knows? Maybe we'll finally get SOCOM again. Can I dream? Man, that would be an absolute slapper. I mean, whew, that is some heat. I really hope that's one. Gosh, I don't. Do you have any any guesses what it might be or who it might be? Um, I, so the one thing that I still think that is kind of out there that we've talked about a little bit is they need a shooter, right? They need. Mm-hmm. However, I'll say that I'm I'm of two minds about that. They need a shooter. They don't have a first person shooter right now, seemingly. However, you have to assume that there's going to be a Call of Duty game, right? They've said that there's a Call of Duty Cold War game or whatever that's supposed to come out this fall. So I'm sure they'll announce it state of play or give us some more insight around then. Yeah, so you, you would have to compete with that. So other than that, I really have no guesses. I feel like we've heard from everybody as far as first-party studios, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there's someone that we haven't heard from as far as what they're working on for PS5. I think that it's really cool that if this is true, that like you said, that there's first party stuff that's going to be there because and not just like updates on what we already know about, like you have to assume that when the, when they have it, that it's going to be like, Oh, um, you know, destruction all stars launches on December the 5th. Like you, we're going to get some release dates and we're going to get updates, yeah. right? We're going to get updates. Right. But, it sounds like we're going to get like reveals or like, Hey, this game's coming in 2021 fall of 2021 or whatever. So that's what gets me the most excited um, for both first and third party stuff. So I guess we'll find out sometime in the, it sounds like probably mid August. Number four, Assassin's Creed Valhalla footage leaked on YouTube this week, Travis. 30 minutes of gameplay leaked. In fact, and the game looked very similar to Odyssey, in my opinion, and I was able to watch it before it got taken down by copyright copyright claim by Ubisoft. The game did, however, include obviously improved graphics from this generation. Uh, the combat looked brutal to me and included the ability to throw axes and swords or swords, however you prefer to say that. You can, <laughs> you can perform stylish executions and a whole lot more from what I saw. The player's gear was also customizable. You can make each piece of gear visible or invisible, which I actually think is an awesome little touch. That's pretty cool, yeah. You could do so while still gaining the effects of whatever equipment you were wearing, whether you had it visible or not, from what I could tell. Most of the gameplay that I saw was a battle for a castle. 
And from what I could also tell, there was still an extensive skill tree and lots and lots of loot. And as I mentioned, the footage was quickly taken down via copyright claim by Ubisoft. So we'll probably see either what we either what was leaked or we'll see some gameplay on Sunday of this game. I don't know if you're in, interested in this game or not, but I can tell you that from what I saw, like I said, it looks very similar to Odyssey, which I'm not a fan of Odyssey. Uh, I've tried to play that game three or four times and I've put it down every time. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've, I'm going to choose about my Assassin's Creed. You know that I have like a, a love hate with them. Yeah. What was the last one you played? Probably three, the American Revolution one. Is that? No, I played the one in Egypt. Oh, Origins. You, did? you played Origins? Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's I my favorite. It. And my, see, I love the historical stuff. And the thing mm-hmm. I like about even, well, pretty much any of them is, you know, like I like on Origins, I get to go to Alexander and see the lighthouse and walk in the library. It's like these things that you've read about and they do extensive quality research and right. it's perfect it's like a perfect representation of what we think it is same thing with the american revolution with all that stuff we were doing on that game and you know, you've heard me complain about the clunkiness of the controller and you always say there are the buttons and you always say if you're a good gamer it doesn't matter how they're mapped <laughs> i do i do give you shit about that it is it is it is a little janky at times i i understand like you'll be trying to climb up a building and you'll jump off yeah. to your death i, but I did it. that yeah. too on on uncharted so you know it is what it is yeah uh, so i did find what was the pirated footage the leaked footage and i found where people had stripped it and put it into their own mm. video and then talked about it and of course since they stripped really? it it was grainy as hell and he couldn't it looked like yeah. ps3 but um what yeah. got me excited was seeing the villages i loved that like, one of the, the villages was called northwick and i was like oh yeah mm-hmm. and um the uh the part that i watched um your character is on a horse and you get attacked by wolves mm. i thought that was pretty interesting yeah the game so probably the video you saw too the the video that i saw was very oh, dark yeah. like i could I, I couldn't there were times i couldn't see hardly yeah, anything like and i also was theater. watching yeah, I was also trying to watch on my phone, so because I I knew it was going to get taken down, so I just wanted to try and watch it as fast as I could. And but with that said, I could tell that the game is going to be beautiful graphically. Like it's going to be just I feel awesome. like it's going to so be huge. It's probably going to be huge. I will say I was encouraged by the combat. Like the combat seemed a little bit more weighty to yeah. me, like uh, heavy handed a little bit. Even though you can still throw, you can throw that swords and stuff. Cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, but I guess my problem with Odyssey was you. It was not very. It was fluid, but not fluid at the same time. Like you were just basically like, it was kind of button mashy, and like you were just stringing together like all mm-hmm. this stuff, and then like it, it just didn't, it didn't look or react the way that I wanted it to. I guess when I played Odyssey and. From what I can tell from Valhalla, it seems like the combat's going to be a little bit more visceral and um, kind of like God of War was. Like <clears throat> every hit, you know, you could kind of feel it like it had some weight to it. So I'm excited and hopefully uh, the gameplay that they do show Sunday is is good. Number five, website DualShockers reported that Australian studio Video Games Deluxe is working on a new AAA open world VR title for Rockstar. 
Video Games Deluxe is based in Sydney and is currently hiring for the project. They previously worked on L.A. Noir, the VR case files. So they're working on a AAA open world VR title for Rockstar. So that's that's a that's a big game. What do you think about that? Possibly it could be awesome. And I'm assuming it's so young. It, you know, they're hiring for it just now. This is really kind of still in the gestation phase, but. I don't I would love to have another LA Noir type game from Rockstar. I think that would be fantastic. So there's a rumor out there that this might actually be them creating a VR mode for GTA five on next gen. What? what do you think about that? Okay. All right. Let's just squeeze more out of it if we can. Just that <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I really hope that's not the case. And I would assume that it's a yeah, I mean, obviously it's gonna be something VR related. Yeah, well, yeah, like that's yeah, that's the uh, that's definitely what they're making. I mean, that's that uh, that's yeah. the game. Yeah, that is what it is. But I, I really hope it's not GTA. Like, if they're gonna do if they're gonna do this, I mean, so a couple things. First of all, if they're gonna do it, it makes sense on one hand for it to be GTA because look how many millions of copies are out in the yeah. world. It's their biggest. It's their biggest property. It's one of the biggest IPs in the world. You make a VR game for it. I get it. You're going to move some VR units. You're going to sell copies. Totally get it. But at the same time, it's kind of, we're getting to like Skyrim territory a little bit. (laughs) That's a good call. You know, how many, how many times can you release this thing? And I mean, it's already going to be, GTA is already going to be on three generations of consoles. So I hope that it's just a brand new IP, a brand new VR game that Rockstar just throws their weight into like, I still probably won't play it unless they find a way to like really push the medium forward and you know graphically and and, and interactively and everything. But I hope it's I hope it's something new. I hope it's not a rehash um, of something we've already got. Number six, Sony unveiled the box art for Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PlayStation blog on Thursday, also giving us a first look at what the box art for all PS5 games will look like. The new art will feature a white and black PS5 ribbon at the top and on the spine of the game case, as well as the PlayStation Studios logo on the bottom right front of the case. So did you get to see this, and what did you think about the the little change that they made there? I saw it, and I couldn't be less impressed. I don't care. And it's cute that you put a little banner on top that's white or black now. I just... Maybe it's because I've gone digital and I've just kind of soured to the whole game case thing. I, I used to love looking at box art, but it just doesn't True. do it for me anymore. And look, it's still going to be on my icon when I click the game, so I'm going to see it. But um, it just isn't what it used to be for me. And again, it could be just because I'm a digital guy now, pretty much, and I'm going to be on the on the five. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why I don't care. I totally get it. Um, I'm kind of neither here nor there on it. Like to me, it's almost a little bit too much going on like you know we were just used to just blue cases right before like it was it was blue and now we've got blue and white and black but i get that that's what the console is and the console is going to be white and black with the blue lights and all that stuff so i understand what they're doing um i thought that what did what did you think about like the not just the generic the box art in general but what did you think about the spider yeah i thought that was that was cool i thought that they did a really cool job with kind of this iteration of of the spider-man yeah i thought it looked cool too um we've also got today right before we started recording this a little bit ago uh that game Mm -hmm. godfall released their box art and it looks it's it's pretty cool box art um 
I still don't know that it gets me excited. I like it in the way that, that like game, comic book so. covers, like that looks cool, but I'm not going to read it. It doesn't make me read it. <laughs> Number seven tweets by developer Lucid Games have given us some new info about upcoming PS5 exclusive Destruction All Stars. We now know that each All Star has their own vehicle with unique abilities. And we also learned that if your vehicle gets wrecked, you can parkour around the arena to either secure a new vehicle or destroy other opponents' vehicles. So that's pretty cool. What do you What do you think about that? Did you get, watch any of those little short gifts that I sent sick. you? I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I love it. See, that kind of answers what we talked about, I guess, last week or the week before. When you're outside of the car, what are you doing? And that the fact that we can parkour and yes. steal somebody's car is awesome because you know people are going to get heated. I know that that was so that was our biggest question, right? Like you said, that we didn't know they because they showed that yeah. a lot in the trailer as far as you being outside the vehicle. So we had no idea what that meant. And now we, we now we do. And it sounds awesome and it looks awesome. And every time they show that game, I know it's a like a, um, you know, an, a cartoony, yeah. I guess, kind of art style or whatever. But the game, the game just looks so good. Like the cars and the, yeah, cartoony the graphics just look, to look good, man. Cheap. And it, it looks awesome. Number eight, the PlayStation blog released the best-selling PS Store games for the month of June this week. And I will read them off, and we'll start with the U.S. and Canada. Number one for the month of June was The Last of Us Part Two. No big surprise there. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Grand Theft Auto V, EA Sports FIFA 20, Minecraft, The Last of Us Remastered, Marvel's Spider-Man, Minecraft Dungeons, Uno, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Days Gone, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom mm-hmm. Rehydrated, Madden Madden NFL 20, God of War, The Forest, which is on there every month, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, EA Sports UFC 3, and Assassin's Creed Origins. In Europe, number one was The Last of Us Part 2, EA Sports FIFA 20, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Grand Theft Auto 5, The Last of Us Remastered, Minecraft, Days Gone, Marvel's Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, Minecraft Dungeons, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Ark Survival Evolved, eFootball Pez 2020, F1 2019, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Tekken 7, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, Stranded Deep, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey at number 20. Uh, does anything jump out to you here? There was some pretty cool stuff list? on both. If you saw that, the way I read it, so people got The Last of Us 2 and like, oh, this is cool, let's go play the original. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and the that's one I, thing that's I thought was hilarious well. was that Uno is number nine. And what I feel like happened is people are in quarantine and they're like, "We gotta play something with the kids." So we're gonna we're gonna buy Uno. <laughs> yes, yeah, you could probably tell I was a little surprised when I read Uno at number nine because I hadn't looked at this list before I read it. I just copy and pasted it. I, did, I had not read it yet. I was like, Uno at number nine. And you pointed out you pointed out how the forest is always on there, but I was surprised that Odyssey is on both list and and Origins is at twenty. Yeah, that's uh, Origins on 20 is surprising to me, too, because that's, uh, let's see, that's like a two-year-old, three-year-old game at this point, I think. So 
Did you see on the EU though that F one nineteen is at fourteen, and the new one comes out today? And part of what I think is hilarious about that is I imagine like when my mom would buy me like the new Madden at Christmas, and she would just buy the wrong year. <laughs> I just I just imagine the whole continent yes, doing yeah, that. They, yeah, they they got the old game by mistake. They didn't realize the they new one comes it. comes out in like two weeks. It's so funny to me because this is just a difference in culture. But like EA Sports FIFA twenty is number two in Europe. Not a surprise because it's it's football. They love football over there. And then, uh, like you said, you pointed out F one, but also mm-hmm. football Pez twenty twenty, and yeah. like Tekken seven made the list for them. Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, which is kind of odd. The Witcher three always is sells well, um, still to this day. And then uh, Ark Survival Evolved, mm-hmm. that one's kind of a weird one to be on there. It's, I mean, it's kind of a persistent game. I get it. But anyway, The Last of Us Part Two, crushing it. Um, no surprise there. And Grand Theft Auto V in, in the U.S. just continues. So, I mean, think about that. It's number three. It's in the top five every month. It's in, They've already sold over 100 million copies. Who are they selling the game to now? Who's left? Who who has a PS4 that does that not sell own the disc and decide to buy it again to play? I, I, that's all I can figure out. But if it's uh, in the resale market, yeah, I guess like, it wouldn't really count, would it? Like if it's on eBay, they're not counting those sales. No, this is just digital. This isn't literally yeah, right. just yeah, what exactly. sold on the from. So they must. On, I mean, that would be my yeah. guess. Maybe they yeah. sold the, the hard the hard copy because they wanted to go digital. Maybe, but even then, how many? You cast a hundred million people. Like that's unimaginable. That's yeah, that's a good point though about going from physical to digital. Number nine, July's additions to PlayStation Now have been announced. Watch Dogs 2, Street Fighter 5, and Hello Neighbor are all now available on the service. Website Push Square also reports that games The Touring Test and Infinite Mini Golf are also available, and I can confirm that they are, although they were not highlighted by Sony on their PlayStation blog post for some reason. So that's a decent little uh, month of uh, month of additions to PS Now. Uh, anything anything jump out to you there? It's a that... nice catch up, and it's nice that we got Hello Neighbor, the story of our good friend Mister Rogers, and and the Turing test, the life story <laughs> of Alan Turing. So I, I I added Hello Neighbor to my PS Now queue, okay? Because uh, <laughs> Give we talked about it last week. Uh, I was curious. I'm gonna have to try it now that we've talked about it to see what it's about, and I can confirm that. The guy wears a a, a vest. Uh, the antagonist or whatever has a vest on in the game. So, yeah, it's like somebody had. It's Mister Rogers' uh, worst nightmare. Number ten, Horizon Zero Dawn on PC shot to the top of the Steam bestsellers list recently, as pre-orders went live on the platform. This is surely a sign that the game will sell very well on PC once it officially releases on August seventh and is most likely a signal that more Sony first-party games will continue to make their way to PC in the future. What do you think about this? So it was the best-selling game on Steam, on all of Steam, and mm-hmm. it was just for the pre-order uh, when they went live. What do, you, what do you think about Horizon doing so well on the PC? I'm not what particularly it, surprised it that it went to number one. Um, and I have this hope, and it might be a stretch, but... You know, if Microsoft can't provide the competition that Sony needs to keep giving us a high level of game, kind of in the way we saw NBA Live fall away from 2K, I hope that maybe the PC can do that, even if it's the same type of game or it is just, you know, 
hey, this is a Sony exclusive and we're putting it straight on PC, at least there's two platforms and maybe that'll be enough to keep some sort of drive up, even if it's interdepartmental competition between the PC Master Race and the PS4 guys. I say, So I think that um, this is a way for Sony to drive people to the PlayStation 5. And because I don't think that Sony is ever going to make it like Microsoft has it, where if you have a Game Pass, then you have Xbox titles day one on PC. So like you don't even have to have an Xbox. You can have like right now on my laptop, I can go on the on the Xbox store on here and I can download mm-hmm. Gears of War or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I can just play right on my computer. I don't I I would be shocked if Sony ever did that with yeah. their first party games. Meaning you could day one play um, you know, Horizon on PC. I don't I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna continue to do what they're doing now, which is, you know, a year, two years, three years later they'll start putting these first party games on PC and it's just, a, it's just a way it's, and obviously PC players want these games. I mean, it's <laughs> no, it was number one on the steam list when the pre-order went live. So there's an appetite for that. And then I think what that, what they're trying to do is people play it on PC and they're like, Oh man, that was an awesome game. I don't want to wait three more years or however long for the next one, I'm going to get a PS5. So yeah, I can play it, Horizon, and it extends right? the life of the game. That's pretty much ran its course on your, on your soul system. And it, it drives them back to your new system. It's pretty shrewd. If that's indeed what they're doing. Number 11 ghost of Tsushima will have a nearly eight gigabyte day one patch and preloading is now live for the game. If you purchased it digitally on the PS store, you will need at least 50 gigabytes of free space on your PS4 to install the game. Deleted Hunt Showdown. We're good to go. I got the dynamic <laughs> theme. I got, yeah, I you got pre-ordered the, digitally. I got the preloading going live. This is I'm excited, dude. I can't wait. It's seven days. It's a week from week from next Friday. So do you have the little icon on your home screen like that has like whatever has the, the logo on there and shows you like the little icon or whatever? I haven't turned it on yet, but when I looked at my downloads and my download area, it had the little guy there and it told me like nine days or whatever when I looked on Wednesday. You'll have to check it out because uh, you can pre- you can preload it now. So you'll be good to go at midnight for next Friday. But uh, what do you think about the eight gigabyte day one patch for the people who are getting the physical edition? That's a, that's a pretty, yeah, wa- pretty good walker, huh? disc. But again, I'm not, and again, here we go. Conspiracy Travis. I'm going to put on my little foil hat, but maybe they do it on purpose <laughs> to make you go digital because everything with a disc now is inconvenient. You got to mm. go get it at midnight. You got to pick it up from somewhere. You got to leave the house, mm. which nobody wants to leave the house now because we'll die. So it seems like, you know, conspiracy <laughs> me says, Hey, maybe it's another way to get you to go digital. I don't remember. Do you remember was Call of Duty? Did it have like a 20 gigabyte day one update or was it not that big? I feel like I remember something like that. Or am I just making that up because every gigabyte or every update now for them is 20 <laughs> gigabytes. I'm just like corrupted. Like, or was it a big day one? I think I like? it was. It might not have been. It's, it's hard. Cause I feel like I, I remember like the memes. Big. Like I just bought this game and then I had to wait another 14 hours for it to download. Number 12 creative director of 2018's God of War reboot, Corey Barlog, discussed in an exchange with a fan on Twitter who is complaining about games increasing in price, that he prefers game price increases to other revenue increasing avenues, saying, quote, I prefer an initial increase in price to the always-on cash-grab microtransaction-filled hellscape that some, <laughs> that some games have become, end quote. 
can't help but think he's looking at NBA 2K on that one. But um, what do you what do you think about his take about like look, let's just increase game prices a little bit instead of us trying to nickel and dime you for you know a DLC here and uh, whatever there. And a- me and Corey are paddling the same direction on this one. I'm um, I'm okay with you know we know there's going to be a price jump anyway, and it's from everything we've seen, it's completely justifiable with the cost of of AAA games and with the way that money has you know inflated or whatever you want to call it in the last 15 years or however long it's been i would much rather pay you an extra 10 bucks than pay you let's say 40 and then you're going to come back next week and want me to buy season one dlc and then season four dlc and then you want me to buy a gun and that's the only way i can compete is if i have this gun like it's that's exhausting and it's like a telemarketer constantly trying to get me to buy something yeah, I I'm all for it. Like, if you want to charge me seventy bucks, if you want to charge me eighty bucks, and you just put it all in the game, and or or even if you want to say, look, we don't have it all right now, but in six months we're gonna put out another like expen- little expansion, and it's just gonna be part of the game. You've already got it. Like, you'll have it. Yeah, perfect. Like, I don't need these surprise mechanics, as they call it. You know, and like we talked about, NBA is just the worst example of it. It's like, oh, buy these packs and buy these, buy this VC so you can get shoes for your guy and this and that. And it's, and you, it's yeah. like, I've already paid $60. It's what I say all, it's like, it's what I tell you guys all the time when we play. I'm joking, but yeah. it's, we paid $60 for this shit. You kidding me? Like, um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm like, you yeah. know, with Corey on this one, like just, we know it's, we know it costs more money to make games. We know it. We understand. Yeah. We'll pay a little more. Make it. Don't try to bullshit That's us on the back 2K end. All does though is they bullshit you on the back end, and then they make you watch an express commercial when the game's loading in that you can't skip. And it's like, you know, hey, pay shell out another twenty dollars and you'll can get a thousand packs. And it's literally the same card. They just put a new guy on it. It's the same badges. It's the same attributes. They just put him and Vince Carter skin instead of Tracy McGrady skin. Like, if you're gonna make me pay oh, for the it. DLC, make yeah, it worth they- the money. Yeah, and they've been doing and staying on 2K. They've been doing it so much lately. Like I've had to turn their notifications yeah. off on their Twitter page, um, and because it's just like every other day, it's like, oh, this mega pack is coming. This super pack, this that, this other, it's going to have uh, players from all these and uh, whatever. It's like, guys, the game. It's July. Like I know the season is coming back in three it's weeks, not- but we're over it. Like we're ready. We're ready for the next. You've already told us you're bringing out a next game in like three, another game in three months. Like it, I don't it's, need it's a bag pink it. diamond, like, Pat Connaughton. Like I don't need pink diamonds of dudes who will never have. He's never going to have a pink diamond level game, let alone a career. No. Yes, I saw today on. And we're kind of getting off the, on a tangent here, but I saw today where people were talking about how this isn't what what two K is today is not what they told us it was going to be. Almost a year ago, they said position. They said position locks. This guy shows guy shows a screenshot. He's running <laughs> Don Maker at point guard, Gianna, Giannis at shooting guard, Hakeem Olajuwon at small forward, uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the four, and uh, got Wilt position, Chamberlain right? at the five. They've got they've got only everybody's seven foot tall. What are we doing? Nobody wants to play that. Kids want to play that. Like, just go play NBA 2K Playgrounds if you want to that's do that. Go play NBA it's Jam. Ridiculous. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm off my soapbox. Number 13. 
A new trailer leaked online this week for Dirt 5 that confirms the game will have a free upgrade option from PS4 to PS5 for those who do not want to wait for the next-gen version. This obviously differs from NBA 2K21's upgrade plans and would seem to indicate that third-party developers will be all over the spectrum when it comes to next-gen upgrades. Yeah, I figured that would be the case, but I'm not surprised at this move. Um, Codemasters is a hell hell of a developer and they've done some really really good things with dirt dirt rally 2 and the f1 games um and they take care of like the streamers that you know use their content to have their careers online as sim racers they do some wonderful things they fly they fly them out let them do real life driving experiences um so to for them to be like hey here's a free upgrade from ps4 to ps5 that's who they are um they're not a 2k nba 2k type team um and not to keep putting them down. And if Ronnie's got a problem, um, he can he can send me an email. We can go at it. You know, <laughs> this is kind of like I don't know. It's just kind of like in a in a sense. And I know we're, we're going on this tangent again, but two K is like a Scrooge. They're they're the Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. They're dancing in their money. And I don't know. Codemasters gets it though. They just get it. Yes, I think it's awesome. I think mo. I honestly think that most third party developers who have a cross gen game will do it this way. And most have to this point. Like they've just said, like, look, if you buy the game, you own the game. We're just going to give you the game, upgrade like, to the next gen for free. Like, yeah, and you own it. So uh, that's awesome. Like that's that's the way it should be. If you want to go ahead and make it, I'd even I'd even would go as far as to say, look, if you want me to pay seventy dollars for the PS4 game, but you're yeah. going to give me the upgrade for free, yeah, I agree. Totally, totally fine. Totally fine. I I would be in for that. I think most people would be in for that. And then here 2K is trying to force us to buy the Mamba edition for a hundred bucks and saying, trying to disguise it as, oh, well, we'll give you the, the next gen version for free. Well, people were already doing it better than them. Like they were, they were one of the first ones to do it, right. To announce it or whatever. Well, people are, people are already just shitting on them and making them look like clowns. But I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. So. I think it's awesome. I don't know that I'll get Dirt Five on PS4. I'll probably just wait till PS5. Yeah, it's pr- uh, yeah, that's probably what I'll do too. Number fourteen, website Push Square reports that Horizon Forbidden West narrative director John Gonzalez has left Guerrilla Games for a new AAA studio in Barcelona, Spain, that has not been named yet. It is likely that his work on Forbidden West is complete, however, with the game set to launch in 2021. What do you think? They they lose their narrative director, which is a big position on this game, but um, I don't know that it's too much to worry about because he's probably already done most of his legwork on the story. And Well, I'd hope he's done. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a big red flag, but no one makes sense. If he's done, there's no point in being there, yeah. and the new studio is going to want him to get on early to work on that development of kind of their version of their, whatever you want to call it, their new, their new AAA A1 first launch game. Yeah, and this does happen, um, you know, when developers get close to kind of the next stage of development, like they get, you know, they're in full-on production and and everything. Like this happens to where people start moving on. So it's not out of the it's not out of the uh, the ordinary for this to happen. Number fifteen, developer Naughty Dog seems to be reloading talent for their next game as website Games Radar reports that multiple job postings have gone up on the Naughty Dog Careers website. The job listings include one for a level environment designer for a single-player game, 
So what do you think? It sounds like we possibly might get a new single-player game from Naughty Dog, although they have... Uh, Neil Druckmann has said that they are considering possibly doing a third part to The Last of Us, but um, I guess they're not sure yet. What do you think? Two two good things about it. One, it's always fun to get a new a new Naughty Dog rumor because you know we're we're Naughty Dog fanboys basically, and I'm glad that we still that the publishers, these developers, are still making single player games. I, I don't want us to lose sight of those. Yeah, and Sony kind of has a stranglehold on those, right? Like. Most of their first party studios in particular, like they, that's what they're, yeah, that's their thing. That's what they're known for. Yeah. It's these single player heavy hitters. So, um, I think Sony's going to continue to play in that space just because they, they've got it on lockdown. They're just so good at it. So that's exciting. Um, hopefully those guys take a break though. Usually, usually developers will take several months off after they launch a big game yeah. to, you know, actually have a lot, have a life and decompress and recharge. So. But uh, this is probably them just getting ready for the next thing. Number 16, we have several news nuggets, uh, more than several. We have a lot that uh, we don't necessarily have to comment on, but I thought that uh, we needed to definitely share. And then at the end, we can comment on anything. Or if you if there's something you want to talk about, you can just jump in. So And we can do it that way. First nugget here. Jeff Keighley, games industry de facto curator and mega personality, revealed on a Twitter Q&A that all of this year's big upcoming games will be present at the Gamescom opening night live digital event that Keighley produces and hosts. The opening night live event will be the final event in Keighley's Summer Game Fest calendar of gaming events and will take place on August 27th. Limited run games announced during a recent showcase a new batch of games that it will be giving the physical disc treatment to. The full list includes several PS4 games and can be found at the Limited Run Games website. Super Hot Mind Control Delete, an expansion of the original game, comes on July 16th and will be free to all owners of the original game. It will be automatically added to your PS4 games library if you do own the original. We've talked about this a little bit and it always... It always piques my interest. Like I'm interested. I don't in know playing that's staying power, but it looks fun. Yeah, it's like um, time only yeah, moves when like, you move, right? And I always thought it was super shot until today. I, like my brain just automatically corrected to super shot. <laughs> I understand. So last week, I think, yeah, last week when we talked about the Ubi, the new Ubisoft okay. free to play game, Hyper. I, I I think it's actually called Hyperscape, but my mind and even auto corrected to <laughs> hyperspace. So I'm pr- I'm pretty sure we talked about hyperspace last week, and I think the game might actually be called Hyperscape. The cool part is it automatically will download the expansion to your library. That's pretty dope that you don't have to actually go search for it. Yeah, I've never I I can't say that I've ever heard of that of a game doing that. So that's really cool. Next nugget here: the upcoming Mafia Definitive Edition has been delayed from August the 18th to September the 25th. Developer Hangar 13 announced. However, there was some good news in that a look at gameplay will go live on July 22nd. It seems to be that it will be a deep dive gameplay from what I've seen on Twitter. Also, developer Spiders Games announced their new game, Still Rising, in which the player assumes the role of Marie Antoinette's robot bodyguard and engages in a fight against King Louis XVI's automated army in an alternate history version of the French Revolution. The game will release on PC and next-gen consoles. So I wanted to stop here really quick because I think this is a really cool premise. Yes. 
Like I, I so I will say spiders games. They, these guys are not afraid to like, do some weird shit. Yeah. They'll, they'll go there. Like they'll, they'll try out different stuff. They're not afraid. So I, this, this is a really cool premise for a game. My favorite part is they say automated army and an alternate history version. Oh, yes. really? Because you had to tell me that was alternate history. <laughs> yeah, I know there weren't robots <laughs> roaming around with King Louis the Sixteenth. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that uh, I'm looking forward to that one. I want to keep my eye on that. That sounds cool. Also, Kingdoms of Amalur, Amalur, Kingdoms of Amalur. I can't forget how to say that. Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning will release on September the eighth with an all new expansion, Fate Sworn, coming to the game in 2021. Nearly 10 years, Travis, after the game originally launched in 2012. I just read something that said Rockstar is following this plan for Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> yeah, that's your oh, next God. update is in 10 years. <laughs> 10 years, great. Great. I'll probably still be playing in 10 years. I'll be I'll be looking like Bozo the Clown sitting on <laughs> like a 3,000-day streak. Developer Saber Interactive announced that WWE 2K Battlegrounds will launch on September the 18th. Battlegrounds is an arcadey spinoff of the WWE games in the vein of the NBA 2K Playgrounds games. This comes after 2K ceased development on the traditional series of WWE games earlier this year. So I don't know if you saw this, but this this game kind of looks like fun too. Um, did you watch the trailer for this? By no, chance? but I can imagine uh, if it's anything like Playgrounds, yeah. I can I can picture what it would be like. So I have zero interest in wrestling. I think you have zero interest in wrestling. Yeah, but this is this is like the NBA jam of wrestling, yeah. basically, and it looks it looks kind of fun. I'm and not we're supposed lie. to get an NFL game that's in this vein, so this might be kind of a niche market for 2K. Ooh, that's a great point. I totally forgot about that. That's a great point. Hopefully, that's where they go with this. Developer Supermassive Games announced that the second installment in the Dark Pictures Anthology series of horror games is titled Little Hope, and it will release on October the 30th, just in time for Halloween. Website Push Square reports that Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song will come to PS4 and PS5 sometime next year. Publisher Nacon announced that Warhammer Chaos Bane will be coming to PS5 at some point in the future. The game is currently available on PS4. Developer Cyanide Studio announced that action game Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood, how many subtitles do you need, guys, will launch on PS5 and PS4 on February the 4th, 2021. Developer Turtle Rock Studios, creator of the Left 4 Dead and Evolve games, teased their next project on Twitter by sharing a piece of concept art. This is not the first tease of the project, called Back for Blood a first-person co-op zombie shooter in the vein of Left 4 Which, Dead. This could be really cool if they get it right. Yeah, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to talk about this for just a second, too. I think this sounds awesome. Um, cause I, did you play Left 4 Dead back in the yes, day? Yes, I think I did. It's hard to remember. It all blends together because for some reason my mind puts that and Dead Rising together and I lose track of which one is which. Japanese magazine Weekly Jump has teased that issue 35 will include new information on a Dragon Quest title, presumably the Dragon Quest Monsters title that was announced in November of 2018. Is every Japanese game a JRPG? Yes, pretty much. I was wanted to make sure. The only ones that, that I know of are, that are not are uh, racing games. <laughs> oh, yes, true. And, yeah, Grand Turismo, dumbass. 
and then they've got these games like sleeping sleeping dogs which are like oh, these yeah. like action action brawler like the games yakuza you know? in it and stuff like that oh they have like, yeah, the yakuza yeah, games yeah. the yakuza games yeah they're very still very japanesey though nowhere profit a dust punk deck builder will launch on ps4 on july 30th a leaked trophy list revealed that Turok is coming to PS4. Square Enix renewed a trademark last month for something called True or Tomb Raider Ultimate Experience. Perhaps a collection of all three of the games. And finally, Travis, developer Psyonix announced user stats for their game Rocket League, which turned five years old on July the 7th. Since launch, the game has enjoyed 75 million players. 5 billion matches played, and 29 billion goals scored, which are insane mm-hmm. numbers. I've added about 9 to that goal count. and <laughs> I think I've added about 0, because I'm trash. How do you say that? Cynix? Yeah, Cynix is the guy who banned me on Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to new game releases this week, Travis. We'll start with North America. I've got both lists on here this time this week, North America and Europe. In North America this week on PSVR, we're getting Marvel's Iron Man VR, uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR Deluxe Edition as well. On PS4, we're getting Assetto Corsa Competizione. We've read that before. Don't know what the deal is there. Maybe the last was was a like a deluxe edition pre-order. Or well, something. some people couldn't get it to download on day one, so maybe. <laughs> Could be part of it. Interesting. We're also getting Arcade Archives, P47, Clash Force, Crypto by Paugi, F1 2020, Deluxe Schumacher Edition, NASCAR Heat 5 Gold Edition, Robo Zaro, Snakes and Ladders, kind of like Shoots and Ladders, Mm -hmm. Superliminal, Sushi Break, Terra Lander, and Wild True. Learn. That's a that. Do you know what the what is? Go ahead. Sorry. That last one is that title. The way they've worded that is. I don't even know what the game's about. Uh, Do you know what Terra Lander is? I do not. Did you look it up? Do you remember the game you could play on really early on PC where you would land the Moon Lander? You had you had so much gas and you had to land it without hitting the crater and it would explode. No, never look this this. up, dude. I mean, look, it's ten dollars. There's a platinum for it. It might be worth your time. This sounds like your first platinum. It looked hard. I mean, it was hard on PC, but I was like, you know, seven. <laughs> so this is really like this is the same game, just a remake. Basically? I, no, it seems like it's much more technical, but it the aesthetic oh. is very similar. In Europe this week on PSVR, our our friends across the pond are getting Mars Odyssey, Marvel's Iron Man VR, as well as Marvel's Iron Man VR Deluxe Edition on PS4. They're also getting Assetto Corsa Competizione, Arcade Archives P47, Clash Force, The Dreamlands, Aislings Quest, F1 2020, Deluxe Schumacher Edition, Hidden, NASCAR Heat 5 Gold Edition, Snakes and Ladders, Superliminal, Sushi Break Avatar Theme Full Game Bundle, okay, <laughs> Terra Lander, Ultra Core, it's about the fourth time it's been on here. Wild True Learn. So Travis, let's begin to wrap the show up here with our final segment as we do every week with a question, comment, or concern. This week I wanted to talk to you about Chapstick. So 
This morning, I was grabbing the chapstick to put in my pocket to get ready for work. And I just had the thought about how every day when I grab the chapstick, I almost never use it. But if there's a day where I forget it or I don't bring it with me, there's a 1,000% chance at some point during the day that I'm going to feel like I need chapstick. And I think it's so weird that you never have it when you need it and you always have it when you don't need it. Do you have the same like sensation or, uh, you know, with chapstick or, or is it just me? I think that's you. I don't ever wear it except the only time I put it on is if my lip is about to split. Why do you not like, I don't understand. Why do you not like to have nice, moist, you know, juicy, tender lips? Like, why do you like having like crusty, dry that's lips? quite a presumption on your part. I already have moist, juicy lips. Well, you wouldn't know though. Need to go. We're gonna have, we're we're gonna have to get your wife on the podcast. You to wanna try them out? I can like rub them on your arm, and you can tell me if they're succulent, succulent or supple. Supple is what I meant to say. <laughs> supple little lips. You supple. Are you little asking boy? me this because the guy we work with literally puts it on every day? Who is Andy. that? <laughs> I did he not know that about him. On him. And he'll put it on. He'll put he it does. on while he's talking. It's weird. <laughs> He d- he does. You're right. I forget about that. No, I just had this thought. I was like, every like literally, I got almost annoyed this morning. I was like, oh, I'll grab the chapstick and put it in my pocket. I was like, I don't really need it. Like, why am I having? You know, I don't. I don't want to take up that extra room in my pocket, right? Like, I've I've recently, in recent years, made the change where I'm the guy now who keeps everything in the front pockets. Right? I don't have anything in my mm-hmm. back pocket. I got the wallet and the keys up front, the phone up front. You know, it's all it's all business in the front for me, okay? And I didn't like having to sit on the wallet and all that stuff, so that's why I did it. You said on the chapstick? No, 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 no. But now with the with chapstick in my pocket, it just takes up just that little that little bit of real estate. It's just, just enough to make everything uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. It's just enough to make everything else in my pocket uncomfortable. So if I can ditch it, if I can leave it at home, I'd rather do that. But as soon as I do that, there's no doubt that I'm going to need it or I'm going to have that sensation that I need. I think chapstick. the chapstick creates the sensation. It's a never ending loop. It's like nasal spray. I've also have, I also have always thought that and wondered that. It's like, how else do you get people to keep buying your product? Well, you have your product dry their lips out. Like it feels good for a while. And then the after effect is your lips are dry. So you have to keep putting it on. So. It's got to be that way, right? Sounds, sounds like the Illuminati. This is we're gonna get really in the weeds on some stuff. I mean, you already you already think birds are drones. <laughs> I I think you know I I I think chapstick is a corporate cover up, uh, like a like a like a brainwashing thing. So anyway, uh, Travis, are you ready for me to explain a game to you? Yeah, I'm feeling good today. I think I'm gonna nail it. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I totally forgot to pick a game. I picked a game ten minutes ago while you were talking. So I'm I'm very underprepared for this. So I went with something that's familiar to me. Skyrim. Um, no, we already <laughs> did that. <laughs> we just replayed that whole thing. No, I. I so I went with something that is uh, well known, and and like I said, it's recent to me. So the game this week, and of course, I want you to take a stab at it. And you probably know a little bit about this game, but is God of War, the remake of God of War from 2018. So why don't you take a stab at what you think the, what's what's going on in that game, what the plot of that game is. Is his name Mars? No, his name is oh, Kratos. Right, Kratos. 
Is this the one, the remake's the one where they cut down the tree at the beginning? Yes, that was in the video from PlayStation That's the Access. only reason I know that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, God of War. So, um, is this the game that follows Dante's Inferno? No. What is no, that? No. Is that called Dante's Inferno? Yeah, there's a game called Dante's okay, Inferno. Okay, I'm going to be close then. All right. Um, yeah. My understanding is you are the God of War, which means you're like um, just this super OP uh, killer. And um, if I remember right, it is difficult. It's very difficult. Um, mm. Or, no, that's Dark Souls. Yeah, that's right. Dark Souls. So there's, there's, <laughs> this is good. This is great so far. And there's a lot of stone and lava. Is that true? Nope. There's definitely stone. Did you say stone. snow, like snow stone, and lava? Like a stone castle. Stone. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there's there's both stone and lava. Right. You fight dragons? Feel dragony. Uh, I guess. Monster, way, other sure. monsters, creatures. Okay. Yeah, you're the God yeah, of War yeah. and you're fighting these creatures. You yourself are a creature of something. Um, I don't think you're immortal. Maybe you were immortal and then you um, had a kid with a human and now you're not immortal anymore. And you have a huge double-headed battle axe that has like a cool name like um, like like, like Kratos 2 or something. And you... Um, I don't think you can do anything cool like shoot lightning bolts, but he does have red on his face. So I'm mm. thinking that he's albino and you paint red on you when you kill somebody and that gives you some sort of power. And he's like, is he, is he part God? Maybe is that where the God comes from? Either he's part God or he's so good at, at, at war. He's the God of war. And you're trying to stop the underworld creatures from taking over your village or state or whatever you want to call it that would be my guess so you're 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 close on some of this let me let me dive in here for you let me let me pick up the pieces so as always i'll just give you kind of the the flyover and then i'll give you the plot synopsis as best i can okay god of war is an action adventure game developed by santa monica studio and is published by sony interactive entertainment as we know it was released on april 20th 2018 it is the eighth installment in the God of War series. Golly, eight games. It's the eighth chronologically in the sequel to 2010's God of War So it's 3. the Fast and Furious of video games. <laughs> yes. Unlike previous games, which were loosely based on Greek mythology, this installment is rooted in Norse mythology. Oh, almost said Vikings, but I thought, that's too much Viking talk for one episode. <laughs> With the majority of it set in ancient Norway in the realm of Midgard. That sounds like a real place. Is that real? Yeah, I think Midgard is a is a real place in Norse mythology. Yeah, for the first time in the series, there are two protagonists: Kratos, the former Greek god of war, who remains the only playable character, and his young son Atreus. Following the death of Kratos's second wife and Atreus's mother, they journey to fulfill her request that her ashes be spread at the highest peak of the nine realms. There's nine realms, so there's realms like Dante had realms. Yeah, these are these are I guess realms of you know the God of War world. So Kratos keeps his troubled past a secret from Atreus, who is unaware of his divine nature. He's a demigod. Huh. Along their journey, they encounter monsters and gods of the Norse world. So let me give you some. I'll give you the plot here. Oh, this isn't too bad. I'll try to parse this down. Many years after Kratos' defeat of the Olympian gods, he now lives with his son Atreus in ancient Norway in the realm of so Midgard. He killed all of the all of the gods. Yeah, he kicked most of their asses. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 
After cremating the body of his wife, Faye, Kratos is confronted by a mysterious man with godlike powers. This is how he opens... Oh, all right, hang on. I forget about this every time. Spoiler alert. If you have not played God of War from 2018, 2018's God of War on PS4, now's the time to pause the podcast, turn the podcast off. The game is about to be spoiled for you completely. You've been warned. All right. Kratos is confronted by a mysterious man with godlike powers, which it's one of the best openings of a video game ever, by the way. Alexis told us that about six hours ago. I know, and I totally agree with that. The, t- <laughs> the two battle, and after seemingly killing him, Kratos and Atreus begin their journey to honor Faye's last wish and scatter her ashes at the highest peak of the Nine Realms. Reaching the Lake of Nine, the pair encounters the friendly world serpent, Jorman, Jormungandr, the last remaining giant. After running into impenetrable black mist, the Witch of the Woods aids them, instructing them... But he penetrates it, right? Oh, yeah, it's impenetrable, it. but watch me walk through it. He has to get help of the Witch of the Woods. She instructs them to use the Bifrost, which is a key, basically, to travel to Alfheim and secure its light to extinguish the mist. Successful, they reach Midgard's peak and overhear a conversation between the mysterious man that you battled, battled at the beginning of the game, who is revealed to be Balder. Balder Dash. So you hear a conversation between Balder, Modi, and Magni, and the imprisoned Mimir. After they leave, Kratos and Atreus confront Mimir, who reveals that their goal is in Jotunheim, but travel there has been blocked to keep out Odin and Thor. Knowing of another passage, Mimir instructs Kratos to behead him and have his head revived by the Witch of the Woods, whom he reveals to be Freya upon his resurrection. Wait, wait, is his wife? Uh, no, this is a different person. This is what's Freya. his wife called? Jesus. Faye. All right. Well, you lost me when everybody had the same M name a minute ago. <laughs> Modi Magni yeah, Mimir. Mamed made him go cut his head off at a pass like three hundred. Yes. Yeah. They had to cut the head off. They needed that. Kratos immediately distrusts her, but but both Freya and... Distrust her because she's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Kratos immediately distrusts her, but both Freya and Mimir warn him that he must tell Atreus about his true nature. In search of components to open Jotunheim's portal, Kratos, Atreus, and Mimir's head are attacked by Modi and Magni. It's just sitting there. What can it do? So the head, Mimir, Mimir's head stays on your hip, basically, like tied to your belt. Okay, so he's just oh, it's a, I thought it was on he's, your shoulder and it could like talk to you. No, he's like, well, he can talk. Yeah, he's he's sentient. He can talk. He's just hanging out on the belt. Wonderful. So he's just along. He's he along the ride, up. pretty much. After Kratos kills Magni, Modi flees, but later ambushes them. Kratos fends him off, but Atreus collapses ill due to a mental contradiction of a god believing himself to be immortal. Freya instructs Kratos to retrieve the heart of a specific troll in, in Helheim. However, his leviathan axe is useless there. Kratos returns home to axe. unearth his old weapon. Yeah, the axe is useless in Helheim. So Kratos has to return home to unearth his old weapon, the Blades of Chaos, and is haunted by Athena's spirit. After retrieving the heart in Helheim from the troll, he is a haunting vision of Zeus. Atreus is cured, and Kratos tells him he is a god. Atreus becomes increasingly arrogant and, against Kratos' orders, murders a weakened Modi. 
At Midgard's peak, they are ambushed by Balder, the guy you fight in the beginning, resulting in Jotunheim's portal being destroyed and the group falling into Helheim. Atreus makes amends with Kratos, and Freya and Balder's familial relationship is revealed. Freya is the mother of Balder, the guy you fight in the beginning, the main antagonist. Returning to Midgard, Mimir realizes there is another way to reach Jotunheim, but he needs his missing eye. <laughs> this is the head. The he, needs his missing, he, need, he, he needs his missing eye. Go? I don't know. I don't remember. Is he, is he missing his whispering eye? <laughs> he's definitely missing that part. After obtaining it from Jormungandr's belly, the world Oh, the snake ate his eyeball. Jesus. Yeah. He had inadvertently swallowed it before. How do you inadvertently eat an eyeball? <laughs> this is like Pinocchio. He had to go into the stomach of the whale. <laughs> him and Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> they are attacked by Balder yet again, but Freya entered the mom and whoops her son's ass this time. And during the fight, Balder is pierced by Atreus's mistletoe arrow, breaking Freya's spell. Balder is defeated, and despite being given an opportunity to retreat, he attempts to strangle Freya, his mother, forcing Kratos to kill him. A grieving Freya swears revenge and taunts Kratos about hiding his true nature. Kratos finally tells Atreus about his past and how he had killed his fellow Greek gods, including his father Zeus. Atreus laments this cycle of violence, and Kratos tells him that they should learn from their experiences and not repeat the mistakes of their predecessors. A silent Freya leaves with Baldur's, Baldur's corpse, and Mimir hopefully suggests that she will eventually move on and learn Kratos did the right thing. Back in Jotunheim, they find a temple with a mural depicting their adventures, showing the giants had foreseen everything that would happen and vaguely foretold of what was to come. In addition, they discover Faye was a giant who decided to stay behind in Midgard. So Faye was Kratos' wife and the son of Atreus. They, they discover that Faye, the, the a kid's mom and Kratos' wife, was a giant. So that makes Atreus, Kratos' son, is part giant, he's part god, and he's part mortal. Their fight with Baldur was shown on the uh, mural depicting... Uh, I'm sorry... Yeah, the mural depicting their adventures, their fight with Balder was shown, revealing he was after Faye the whole time, unaware that she was deceased. It is also revealed that Atreus was named Loki by his mother. Kratos and Atreus then fulfilled their promise and spread her ashes at the peak. Overlooking a valley of giants' corpses afterward, Kratos reveals to Atreus that his given name was that of a compassionate Spartan comrade. Returning to Midgard, Mimir warns that warns them that the three-year-long Fimble winter has begun, meaning Ragnarok is soon to follow, which was not supposed to occur for another 100 years. In the game's secret ending, Kratos and Atreus return home and slumber. Atreus has a vision that Thor will arrive at the end of Fimble winter to confront them. And there you have it. You have... Everything you need to know about God of War, Travis. Can you imagine if they'd have saw the mural before they left? <laughs> they could have saved him a whole game. They would; These guys wouldn't have... They're going to kill this balderdash guy. He's going to try to kill his mom. Whatever. She's going to get pissed about it. Like, it like, doesn't make any sense. They, they wouldn't have had to bother making making this game if they would have just had and the they mural. They can't make a follow-up game because Marvel owns all the rights to Thor. 
that's that's gonna be interesting. So they, he's got to be in the next game, right? Or how are they gonna dance around? I don't know. That? I mean, this is what this is what guy's called Loki, right? I thought him and Thor were boys or something like. That. Yeah, I think they're brothers in the Marvel universe, right? Thor and Loki. I think they're brothers. Oh, if you could just say it's another universe and use their uh, trademark, that sounds cool. We should try that. So there you have it, God of War 2018. Let's finish up the show, Travis, with uh, just talking about what we've got coming up this week in games. What are you What are you going to play this week, and uh, what are you looking forward to? I'll probably play some more gun game. Uh, what are we playing? The twos, trying to win the tournament. Gunfight tournament, tournament yeah. Um, hopefully we'll finally cash one of those in. We still haven't done that. Again, we're very good at getting to the finals and not winning. Yeah. And um, other than that, I am sitting around waiting for Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Uh, I'm also planning on playing Modern Warfare and Red Dead Online, of course. And I really am aiming to finish The Last of Us Part 2 this weekend. I know. So that's that's my goal is to finish that game this weekend. And then uh, that way I'll have it out of the way and on its way to whoever buys it on eBay. (laughs) And so so that I'll be ready for Ghost of Tsushima. Really excited about that. So with that, we're done. That's all we've got. So Thank you guys for listening this week. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to rate us, give us a review, subscribe, and try to share us with a friend. We would much appreciate it. And Travis, thanks for joining me this week, and we'll uh, we'll do it again soon.